The road to success is always under construction. That's a quote by Lily Tomlin, and it seems like an appropriate quote to start today's show. What are you building in your life? What projects are you working on? Oh, one of the projects that I am working on is the construction of a commercial kitchen. And we are going to talk about that today in this episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. Welcome, everybody. This is episode number 109 of the All Around Growth Podcast. And this is a show that gives you the insight and tools to build the life and homestead of your dreams. My name is Rob Kaiser, and I am your host. Today is Tuesday, March 2nd. 2021 and the title of today's show is building a commercial kitchen part one so what brought this on what are we talking about today and why Uh, well this has been the weekend project for just about every weekend of the year thus far and I posted a picture of myself Uh, installing insulation this past weekend and someone commented on that and was seeking some information and some details resources about what we were doing and why and you know I I commented on social media and provided the, the best information that I could but I figured that that would also probably make a good show topic. And um, I could give some insight into what we are doing and and why. And basically, we're gonna cover how you can build a low-cost commercial kitchen space. And I will outline exactly what we've done and why. And when I say low-cost, for us, in the situation that we are in, we are talking probably about 2500 bucks, $3,000. So this is going to be a multi-episode series because I am not going to be able to cover everything in the commute this morning. So today, in part one, we're going to talk about the backstory and how I ended up here building a commercial kitchen in the first place. Part two is likely going to consist of framing in the commercial kitchen. Part three is going to be finishing the room. And part four or five or wherever we end up with this thing, we will talk about inspections with your state your county and and then we'll kind of wrap it up so it could be anywhere from three to five episodes who knows but that's the gist of it and hopefully it's going to be of interest to you and uh, hopefully you find it helpful so before we get into the details of uh building the kitchen itself, I, I, I wanted to share 
some of the focus and some of the clarity that I feel like I am gaining in this show, in the podcast. And part of the reason I'm gaining some of that focus and some of the clarity is because of the support from you. You guys encourage me to continue doing this. Uh, you, you encourage me to be consistent. And I am learning that by showing up and being consistent and sometimes doing things I don't necessarily want to do, that it is helping me figure out what it is that I actually do want to do and moreover what it is that I need to do. So thank you all of you who uh, contribute, who are part of the Telegram group. And uh, for those of you who aren't, check it out, t.me slash allaroundgrowth. You will see the kick-ass people I am referring to here and now. And uh, if you want, you can be one of them too, t.me slash allaroundgrowth. Check it out. So in episode 107, I had began describing the show as this show gives you the insight and tools to build the life and homestead of your dreams. Now previously, I had talked about building the lives of our dreams through setting goals and, you know, that's great. And, and I, I certainly don't want to dismiss setting goals, but what are you setting your goals for? You know, what, what, what are you after in life? And for me, that, those are some questions that I've been asking myself in depth. And uh, those, are, those are not easy questions to answer. I'm trying to find my, you know, why? My purpose, my passion, my why? And in the process of doing so, I'm changing my ideas about work. And what I mean by that is instead of finding work that I love, I'm trying to find and identify or create work that supports a life that I love. And currently, I don't love my life. I mean, I, I do, but sometimes I'm not the happiest. I, I, and, and what I mean by that is, well, let me tell you something that I do love. I love the quote of the day. The road to success is always under construction. Now, that was a quote by Lily uh, Tomlin, and I've linked to that quote in the show notes. And I think that this is exactly why I don't love my life. I'm never satisfied. I'm always searching for more. And But I digress. I, I'm getting off the point of the show, which is providing some backstory about the land and the farm where we are actively building a commercial kitchen. Now, the land and the farm, well, the land, there was no farm when my parents bought the land in uh, late 2007, 2008. And at that time, I was living in Western North Carolina, uh, in, in Asheville, as a matter of just outside Asheville, as a matter of fact. And I decided to move back to Ohio to help my parents develop the land at that time. Now, things changed at that time and there was the fall of the market in 
2008, and uh, for some additional insight on that, I've linked to an article from Investopedia as well. You can read about that in the show notes. And because things didn't work out at that time, I began looking for job, a, a job and an opportunity. I was in my early 30s, and a lot of people at that time, a lot of my friends, you know, it was the advent of social media, and I was watching all my friends move forward in the world and have big boy jobs, be grown-ups. And I decided to try and find a job that would give me some opportunity to do that. So I went to work in the field of forestry. Forestry led to utility vegetation management, and that gave me the opportunity to climb the proverbial corporate ladder like everyone else was doing so I could be proud of the things that I did because I was doing what everyone else was doing. And in almost no time, that led to the very first burnout I experienced, burnout 1.0. And at a friend's wedding, I fell in love and everything seemed to coalesce and I moved out west to California, made some lateral moves with the company, still continued on this path of uh, the corporatocracy, climbing the corporate ladder and so on and so forth. Now, during this time, mom and dad had begun selling some stuff at the local farmer's market and some of the land that they owned had been previously leased to a farmer who rotationally grew corn, beans, and wheat. Now, mom and dad weren't too jazzed on the idea of having this guy farm in, 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 in that way, conventional agriculture. So in order to maintain the CAUV tax evaluation on the land, um, we talked about planting some berry bushes there. And my mom was inspired by Maurice Small from City Fresh. Maurice is a great dude. Um, and we, I flew back in that year, or maybe it was 2011, I don't really remember. But I helped them plant along with my aunt and my uncle. Maybe my sister was there too, I don't really remember. Uh, but we planted 100 blueberry bushes, and between that and the farmer's market, that allowed my parents to maintain the CAUV value. Now, what, what, what does that mean? CAUV is the current agricultural use value program in the state of Ohio. And for property tax purposes, farmland devoted exclusively to commercial agriculture may be valued according to its current use rather than at its highest and best potential use. The provision of Ohio law is known as the Current Agricultural Use Value, or CAUV program. And it is all about property taxes, and we want to be mindful of that because as long as we are crossing our T's and dotting our I's, we can save some money on the uh, taxes. Now, at this time, I was still living in California and I had begun, I, I wanted to be involved in the farm as best I could, but from a distance it was difficult. And so all I could really do was 
do things on social media and help my parents post pictures and things like that. Now, while I was out there, life had changed and by 2013, I had decided to move on from California. I had taken my final project in, uh, I was based in, in and around the Austin, Texas area, managing a territory throughout North Central Texas, Western Louisiana, uh, Southern Oklahoma and the Texarkana area. And in a nutshell, I ended up in a coma after the trip in the back country of Utah with my, my best friend. That accelerated my, my journey home. And by January of 2014, I found myself employed at a local wholesale tree farm and nursery, which is where I am spending this time right now driving to on my morning commute. And uh, effectively, I'm back in the corporate world that I found myself desperately trying to escape. Now, I say the corporate world not because this is exactly that, but I feel like once you reach a certain scale with a certain management style, you embrace all the problems of the corporate world because all of the problems from the corporate world stem from people, money, product, and the problems therein. Anyways, during the years from 2014 to 2016, I became really involved and interested in permaculture regenerative agriculture and the like. And during those few years, I spent a considerable amount of time, effort and energy and money chasing other people's dreams and going deep into debt, doing a lot of stupid things. At this time, I was also living with my parents and helping take care of the land as best I could, which included farming and doing some things like that, almost working a full-time job in addition to the full-time job that I was working. And going about what I was going about in the way that I was going about it led to burnout 2.0 by the end of 2016. And I decided to stop growing produce and regroup. Now. That was also around the time when everything aligned there at the farm with the construction of the big pole barn so we could move all our stuff in there and the cabin that mom and dad and I were going to live in. Now, early 2017, construction was taking place and stress levels were high. There was a major project taking place at the day job. And wouldn't you know it, being the systems-oriented thinker that I am, I was tasked to spearhead this project. Now, because stress levels were high and at, and I was still kind of an idiot, I still am an idiot, I ended up moving out of mom and dad's house. I moved back into town, into an apartment, and I found myself gravitating back towards this corporate life. You know, I found myself gravitating towards the comfort of familiarity. 
but I gotta I gotta wrap this up, and because uh, I'm getting in here to the day job. So during these years, mom and dad were expanding the product line at the farmers market, and they continued to diversify products. Dad was leaning more and more towards the production of various fermented foods. Think sauerkraut, uh, things like that. And mom leaned heavily towards the production of bath and body products. And me, um, stress levels at work were high and I basically resorted to becoming the maintenance man of the property. Just, <laughs> that's, that's it. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't really too active in a whole lot of anything. Now, the, inside the barn, inside the pole barn, we decided to construct an office space. We plumbed water out there ran electricity out there, um, had a toilet run out there too, and um, that was my business office because you can't have two residences in the township where we live. So, you know, I do a lot of work and I spend a lot of time out there in that business office, you know. And uh, luckily I had kept the business intact from when I started it up back in 2014. And that was good because in order to navigate the system, you need to understand and learn the rules of the system. So that space in the barn, that's my business office, see? And we constructed it in a way that allowed us to have and keep an access panel on the wall side in the interior of the barn. And we could separate that and, um, or access that for, for the future commercial kitchen, which which was an idea at first, but then as the fermented foods and the success of them picked up, it became clear that that was going to be a, a helpful space because in the state of Ohio, in the county of Medina, you can bake breads and have certain things made at home, but fermented foods is not one of them. They need to be produced in a commercial kitchen space. And my father had been renting commercial kitchen space and making the product in town. But as the desire for the products grew and he expanded the product line, it makes more sense from a time, effort, and energy standpoint to construct the commercial kitchen inside the barn, provided that the barn is called a warehouse for the purposes of inspection, and 
we construct that room accordingly in a manner consistent with other commercial kitchens elsewhere throughout the county. Now, one other little side note is that in order to store the manufactured and produced sauerkraut, pickles, or whatever, anything fermented, you needed or you need a commercial kitchen, I'm sorry, a commercial refrigerator. And we had a, my parents found a, a nice deal on a commercial fridge and freezer. And those two units needed to be housed inside of a dedicated clean room, which we initially framed out and built inside the barn. And then we modified that space turned that into a walk-in cooler with a cool bot for the annual veg production up front. And then we framed out another room, which would is turning into the commercial fridge and freezer, um, which is turning into the commercial kitchen. So in the next episode, we will talk a little bit more about the clean room and how that factors into having a commercial fridge and freezer. And we will also talk about framing in the space, which is going to become the commercial kitchen. And I will even include the material list that we used for your reference so that you can start to get an idea of the materials that you might need based on the space that you are working with. And you can look at the space that we've got and the material list that we used and kind of adjust accordingly. And at the very least, this will give you an opportunity to put together uh, a cost list and a material list and get you moving in the right direction should you choose to build your own commercial kitchen. So I hope that this show was of value to you. And if you think it was, I would like to encourage you to share it with a friend, post it on social media, do whatever, wherever, but most of all, join us and be part of the community in the Telegram Messenger group, t.me slash allaroundgrowth. If you have any questions, feedback or anything that you want to uh, send me or anything that you'd like me to address, feel free to shoot it my way, allaroundgrowth at gmail.com. Or like I said, just join the community on Telegram and, you know, communicate with us directly there. I'd love to have you join us. This is Rob Kaiser. And thank you.